Good morning, everybody. Okay, the readings today are from the Old Testament, Isaiah 55, 1 through 5. Invitation to the thirsty. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters and you will have no money. Come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without cost and with, without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen. Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Hear me, that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations. You do not, you know not, and nations that do not know you will hasten to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed your splendor with you with splendor. The epistle is from Romans 9, 1 through 5. And I think the page number on here. Anyway, Romans 9, 1 through 5. It says... Um, Page number is 1,758, that's what I have. Okay. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and increasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, those of my own race, the people of Israel. Theirs is the adoption as sons. Theirs is the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. The Gospels from Matthew, uh, chapter 14, 13 through 21, and please rise for the reading of the gospel. Jesus feeds the 5,000. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said, and he divided the people. He directed the people to sit down on the grass Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. Here ends the gospel.
I could tell the microphone was kind of cutting in and out during the kids' message, so new batteries. If only it was that easy always to recharge, huh? <laughs> this is what recharges us. We come to this place and we're assured. You don't have to come to this place to be assured of this, but one of the blessings of being here is to hear someone say, you have God's grace, and you have his mercy, and you do have his peace, and you have that in Jesus. We're going to look at the gospel lesson for this morning. I'd like to, again, just read uh, from Matthew's gospel, verse 20, where it says, They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength and our rock, our redeemer. Amen. I have to admit that uh, over the course of our 50 years of married life, this, is, this was not always my favorite word to hear. I, I would ask Karen, well, what's for supper tonight? And she would say, I was thinking leftovers. It depends. <laughs> Uh, day after Thanksgiving, you bet. <laughs> Nothing better than those. But other times, uh, okay, left, leftovers. As my dad would say, you don't live to eat, you eat to live. And so, leftovers. How, how do you feel about leftovers? What do you do with, what do you do with your leftovers? <laughs> I'm tempted to say, yeah, we keep them in the fridge with the note saying, you don't need to make this again. <laughs> yeah, and here I prayed that I wouldn't say something stupid today. <laughs> I think I just did. <laughs> well. That's what I get from going off script. <laughs> we know how Jesus felt about leftovers, don't we? And we know what he did. This is John's account of what we heard in Matthew. When they had all had enough to eat, Jesus said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Those were some pretty miraculous leftovers, weren't they? And, and I rather doubt at the outset of that meal that leftovers, or the potential problem of having leftovers, wasn't anything that was entering anybody's mind at the moment, because after all, here was this vast crowd, more than 5,000 people, and all they had to feed them with was five loaves of bread and two fish. It, it was uh, uh, Andrew who kind of assessed the, the uh, situation and asked the obvious question in terms of leftovers, but how far will they go? These five loaves of bread and two fish, how far will they go among so many? We know how far they can go. Then Jesus gave the loaves and the fish 
to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men, besides women and children. You just can't help but say, wow, how amazing is that? I mean, regardless of how you feel about leftovers. And it makes you want to ask the question, makes me want to ask the question of you, so what will you do with these leftovers? Let's back up before we answer that question and, and review just what took place that day. Let's first note how this day started out, especially for Jesus. This day started out with Jesus in a solitary place, in a boat, in a time of prayer, because he had just experienced a personal loss. His cousin John the Baptist had met with a violent death at the hands of Herod, beheading him. And Jesus had just heard that news and received that news, and so he had gone away to a solitary place to pray. Upon hearing, it says, he withdrew by boat privately. And after spending some time in prayer, then Jesus came back to shore. And there was a huge crowd of people there to meet him when he got to shore. And it says that when Jesus landed and, and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now, at the, at the risk of sounding redundant, you can't help but say, wow, again, how amazing is that? What an amazing day this was. All those countless people healed, and then to top it off, with five loaves of bread and two fish, Jesus feeds them all with leftovers. So now the day is drawing to a close. As evening approached, the disciples came to Jesus and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Now, for the disciples, it seemed as though this amazing day was done. It was over. Time to call it quits. But Jesus wasn't through yet, was he? Jesus replied, They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, Jesus said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people, and the rest is, as they say, history. Jesus said, let there be leftovers. And there was... They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. So what are you going to do with these leftovers? Don't put them in the refrigerator. <laughs> oh, I have five suggestions as to what we can do with these leftovers. Suggestion number one, just... Simply let it wash over you and be amazed at Jesus. Be amazed at, at what 
this shows us about him as he did it. Be amazed that taking five loaves of bread, small ones at that, and two fish, small ones at that, and feeding more than 5,000 people with leftovers showed Jesus to be exactly who he said he was. God's son. The one sent to come to be our savior. The savior of the world. You know, some time ago, I had a chance, uh, the opportunity to listen to another preacher preach on this very text. Now, I'm not going to identify the, de the denomination of this preacher other than to say he it, it, it wasn't one of ours. And as he was preaching on this text, he offered two possible explanations of what happened that day. One explanation was to believe what it was putting in front of us, that Jesus actually multiplied the five loaves and the two fish so as to be able to feed the 5,000 people. That that's what happened. The other possible explanation to this was a, a different kind of miracle. A miracle of sharing. A miracle of sharing prompted by this little boy giving his lunch up for everyone else. And, and, and as the people in the crowd saw this little boy share his lunch, all those heretofore stingy people, selfish people, were moved by his act to open up their lunches and share. And so really what happened that day, possibly, explanation was, the miracle was because of that little boy sharing, everybody else shared, and that's how the food was multiplied. And so the real hero of the day was the little boy. And the preacher came to the conclusion and said that that's the explanation to this story that he believed was the truth. That the miracle was this little boy sharing. It wasn't Jesus miraculously multiplying those meager resources in order to feed the 5,000 people. I'm sorry, but that pastor threw away the leftovers, didn't he? Don't throw away the leftovers. Let them impress on your heart and soul what they are meant to impress on your heart and soul. That Jesus is who he says he is. He is the story. He is the miracle. It's by his power that this amazing day took place. Keep the leftovers by way of saying, Jesus is my Savior and Lord. Suggestion number two. Even though we're not going to see a bunch of people healed today, and while there's going to be a lot of people fed at the potluck today, and thank you for that, by the way, there's not going to be a miraculous multiplication and, and feeding today, is there? And yet, this is just as equally a, an amazing day of grace today 
as this day was back when all of these miraculous things happened. For, you see, this day, you don't need to go away from this house of God hungry. You don't need to leave this house of God hungry for God's forgiveness. You don't need to leave this house of God hungry for his peace. You don't need to leave from here hungry and, and wanting the assurance of everlasting life and, and the fact that you have heaven. You don't need to leave here hungry for those things because you see Jesus is here and his word is here to feed us and give us those very things to satisfy us with the, the announcement that all our sins are forgiven, to fill us with knowing that we have his peace, and to both satisfy and fill us with the assurance that there is everlasting life for all who believe in Jesus and heaven for all who believe in Jesus. We have been blessed, as the Bible would say, in a manner that it's pressed down, pushed together, and, and still overflowing. Or, as it says in the words of Psalm 23, my cup runneth over. That's leftover language, isn't it? This is another amazing day of grace in Christ Jesus. Praise and thank God for this day of his amazing grace in your life. What are you going to do with these leftovers? Here's suggestion number three. Have you ever been in a situation where you were faced with a big challenge but had limited resources to address the challenge to the point of feeling that there was really nothing that you could do to make a difference about the challenge. That's exactly where the disciples found themselves on this day. They come to Jesus and they say, well, here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? We know. So suggestion number three is this. The next time you are facing a big task with, with limited resources, maybe you're wondering whether you have the energy to do it. Maybe you're wondering whether or not you got the wisdom to do it. Maybe you, you're just wondering you, whether or not you got the wherewithal, the time to do it. Don't let your limited resources keep you from trying to do what God has put in front of you to do. Ask the Lord to bless the resources that you have so that they'll end up being more than what you really actually needed. To that end, listen to these words of Paul from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power, that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. 
you know what might happen if you ask him the next time you are being challenged and, and facing the challenge with limited resources, you might need to get out the baskets and collect the leftover pieces. Jesus will make more happen than what you ever imagined or dreamed could possibly happen. Which leads to suggestion number four. As Jesus was filled with compassion for those who were in need that day, he sought to fill his disciples with that same sense of compassion for those who were in need that day. And so today, he also seeks to fill you and me with that same sense of compassion to be generous people and resourceful people, to reach out to those in our community who are in need and seek to do what we can to help them even if we're not sure of how our resources can stretch and reach that far. And suggestion number five is simply this. Do you remember how I noted that Jesus began this day in prayer? That's also how he ended this day in prayer. It tells us that after it was all said and done and after he, he sent away the crowds and after he sent away the disciples, it says that Jesus went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Well, wouldn't that make good practice for us too, to bookend our days with prayer? To begin the day with prayer, even as Jesus did, to end the day with prayer, as Jesus did. So be amazed at Jesus. Praise God that this is another day of his amazing grace. Don't let limited resources prevent you from trying. God can bless a little and make it a lot. Be a person of compassion and begin the day with prayer and end the day with prayer. Those are at least five things we can do with these leftovers. But I tell you what, I don't think there's really any end to the list of things that you can do with leftovers, is there? Especially when they're blessed by Jesus. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Let's stand.